0: Welcome, everybody, to A Servant's Heartbeat. My name is Kristen. Thank you for listening and allowing me to share my heartbeat for the kingdom of God with you. So the question of the day, is it worth it? Now, before we put our hard-earned money into something, a commonly thought about question is this, is it worth it? Is it worth the investment? Is it worth my time and money? Well, answering that question is is going to vary from person to person. And one way that answer can vary is due to someone's perspective or how something appears or appeals to the eyes. We evaluate worth of several things based on how it looks. Or how it feels. But I think we can all agree that the approach of if it feels good, looks good, tastes good, doesn't always mean it's really worth it. I mean, have you ever gotten into something that looked good on the surface only to realize it wasn't worth it at all? (laughs) So, what do you use for your measurement of determining worth? What's the scale? or the measuring tool that you use to determine if something is worth it or not? Is it based on your time? Is it based on how it will benefit you or someone else? Is it based on how long it will last? How do you measure if something is worth it? So our focus today is a question, is it worth it? Paul uses a handful of measurement words, if you will, in 2 Corinthians 4, 17, that will get us started with our question of, is it worth it? So he says, for our light affliction, well, light is a measurement, which is but for a moment, measurement, worketh for us a far more exceeding, that's measurement, an eternal weight of glory, eternal weight, measurement. So comparing all of those things, we have light affliction versus the weight of glory, the momentary versus the eternal. And Paul also mentions worketh for us. And the other side of that would be something that works against us. So how do you measure if something is worth it? What's the indicator in your mind that says, it's worth it. Now, for context of what Paul is talking about that that leads up to this verse, this is the same chapter where he mentions being troubled on every side, yet not in distress, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. So we have some afflictions, troubles, and perplexing times going on right here. And it's as if Paul took all that he went through. He he placed all of that on a balanced scale, a form of measurement. And those afflictions on their own to the natural eye look heavy, look hard to deal with. And why would somebody find it worth it to endure this? But when you put that eternal weight of glory on the other side of that scale, there ain't no comparison. <laughs> Th- this brings things into perspective. That troubling affliction is now light with eternity's values in view. This brings us to a whole new or greater perspective here. And and we've talked about perspective in a previous episode. It was called Be Not Deceived, but the adversary of our soul will do all that he can to blur our vision and interrupt the view of eternity's value. And this interruption can can come in many forms, such as things that are temptations or earthly possessions. And when an interrupted view happens, when I am not seeing nor thinking clearly, when my perspective is off, I am a wide open target for deception or believing a lie, I could be deceived into thinking that something is worth it when really it bears no weight in comparison with that eternal weight of glory. And on the flip side, I could also be deceived into thinking that something of eternal value is not worth committing or dedicating myself to. So if I end up with a flawed perspective, of what is really worth it, the enemy will use that to his advantage. So the portion of scripture that we looked at here is mainly referring to afflictions, when you've been troubled, perplexed, persecuted, cast down. But I think there is a principle here that can be applied to other areas of our lives and not just the afflictions. So our question of focus Is it worth it? For Paul, was it worth it enduring all of those afflictions? Now, you and I may not be enduring the same afflictions that Paul was, but there are areas of Christian living where we can apply the principle and ask the question Is it worth it? Is daily prayer worth it? Is consistent fasting worth it? Is consecration worth it? Is being separated unto God worth it? Is spiritual discipline worth it? Is total and complete surrender worth it? We battle things. Sometimes it feels like every day we battle something. Is it worth the fight? Living for God is going to take some work. We are laborers together with God. But when I'm tired, when I'm weary, is it still worth it? If my view of eternity's values is interrupted, if it's blurred, if my perspective becomes flawed, if my measurement scale gets out of alignment with the word of God, I'm a wide open target for deception about what is truly worth it. Now, our natural eyes have a hard time with eternal perspective. Perhaps this is why in the next chapter, Paul said, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So, when I'm trying to determine if deeper consecration is worth it, I don't want to make that decision with natural eyes. I want to make it with eternity's values in view, with that eternal perspective, looking through eyes of faith. It's through faith that I can see that the trials and moments of sacrifice are not in vain. And the things that go into deeper consecration, giving more of myself to prayer and fasting and study, basically those spiritual disciplines, are not afflictions per se, but they do involve a sacrifice. And sacrificing can hurt sometimes. It doesn't always feel good to the flesh. But it brings up the question, is it worth it? So the rich young ruler in Matthew chapter six was confronted with the question, is it worth it? He came to Jesus asking about eternal life. And Jesus tells him about keeping the commandments. And in Matthew 19 and 20, the young man saith unto him, all these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Well, verse 21, Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Verse 22, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Looking at verse 22. But when the young man heard that saying, I imagine the question went through his mind, is it worth it? And when he decided that it wasn't worth it, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. His possessions interrupted his view of eternity's value. He couldn't look beyond the treasures on earth To see the much greater treasures in heaven. A place of surrender, a place of sacrifice, giving himself to follow the Lord wasn't worth it to this young man. Now, going back to Paul, looking at Paul's afflictions alone, looking at that sacrifice, that surrender alone may seem heavy, unbearable, questionable, you name it. But when you consider that that light affliction was working for him a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, then yes, it's worth it. Now, unfortunately, that rich young ruler could not see that his deeper level of surrender and sacrifice that he was being invited to would do a greater work in his life than any earthly possession ever could. And sometimes maybe we hesitantly approach deeper consecration because we know there is a cost. And that question pops in our mind, is it worth it? Maybe what we'll lose or what we'll miss out on runs through our mind. If I wake up earlier for prayer, I'll miss out on sleep. And when I don't get sleep, I get grumpy. (laughs) If I surrender this thing to God, I'll have this empty spot where that thing used to be. There's no question. There is a cost involved, but I don't wanna look at that cost with natural eyes. I, I don't wanna look at the sacrifice it takes to get up earlier, to make sure I get my prayer time in with natural eyes. Because if I do, I've missed the eternal gain that bears. Even when I can't see what fasting is doing, it's worth it. So couple that fasting with prayer and through faith, seek that eternal perspective. Even when I can't see the immediate results of that extra sacrifice, it's worth it. Well, how do you know it's worth it? How do you know that all this sacrificing, this commitment, this dedication is worth it when I can't see it? Well, I'm glad you asked (laughs) because Hebrews 11 and six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He is a rewarder. Now, that doesn't mean that I fast on Monday and come Tuesday, I'm saying, okay, God, I'm ready for them rewards. (laughs) No, but in faith, I know that any personal sacrifice, extra commitment, dedication, deeper depth of consecration, I know It matters to God. So, I guess what I'm trying to communicate here is if you, and I guess make it personal, if I am willing, it is 100% worth it to go deeper in personal consecration and commitment to God. It's worth the cost. The more I pour of myself into consecration and commitment, yeah. There may be some empty spots there, of things that I've surrendered, but that gives God more room to pour things into my life that are eternal, that are of eternal value. Now, this last part here, as we wrap things up, is part of what's on my heart, my heartbeat. So I am applying this to me. But if it happens to be a challenge and encouragement to you, like it has to me, and so be it. So a comment was recently made about something that the Lord has already been dealing with me about. It's not a popular statement. It it don't feel good. (laughs) My flesh doesn't like it. But some conviction began to settle in about this. And the comment was, we do not fast enough. We don't fast enough. Now, our topic today is not fasting, but the point I'm attempting to make is that those deeper commitments, such as fasting and things that we don't necessarily always want to put more of ourselves into, are worth the cost, are worth the extra commitment. I mean, if I really believe that fasting and prayer works, then it's worth the cost. It's worth that commitment. It's worth praying and fasting a little more, even if it cost me something. Now, our church, like several others at at this time of year in January, have put some focus on our commitments and consecration to God. And and one of the things that we've talked about is is fasting. And, And we've learned recently that, you know, there are several different types of fast. It doesn't always mean pushing the plate completely away. And we don't look at it as a diet plan, but a dying plan, a dying out to our flesh. So as I was considering my personal consecration and commitment to God during this time, there was definitely a draw to go deeper a a leading to step things up in my dedication. And the question arose in my mind as I was considering this deeper depth, is it worth it? Well, with that question, I was reminded of when I first got into church, I had maybe been coming for six to seven months of having the Holy Ghost. And I decided to go on a complete fast from sugar. And anybody who knows me (laughs) knows that my weakness is cookies, cakes, and pies, oh my. But I decided that if sugar was in the ingredients list, and this was a major part of the sacrifice because sugar's in lots of things, not just to make them sweet, but it's just part of the ingredients. But if sugar was in the ingredients, I decided that I was going to find an alternative. I wasn't going to eat it. Now, my thought process behind doing this was not just some kind of diet plan, but as mentioned before, a dying plan. My thought was, if I did not have control over my desire for sugar, how could I expect myself to have control over fleshly desires? So I I am a journal person, and during the month and a half or so that I did this fast, I was writing down prayers and thoughts and things that God was doing. And as I was flipping through my journal, my attention was drawn to a a section where I had wrote about the struggle that I was having financially and trying to find my my footing in a career because things were changing. And I had written down the exact amount that I was making monthly, trying to figure out how to make it stretch, how to make it from month to month. And now, years after that fast is done, by no means am I rolling in the dough, <laughs> but it was just like the Lord opened my eyes to say, hey, you are now making over double what you were so stressed about all those years ago. During that time, the Lord had begun to open door after door after door, and just as a, a small sample of what he was doing I subbed at a school for one day, and the very next day, I had a job. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it was God, completely it was God, and so began the shift in my career towards education. Now, financial and employment blessing was not the point of that fast by any means, but as I was reading over it, it was it was as if the Lord was reminding me, yeah, that fast did cost you something. Yes, that did involve a sacrifice. But that commitment, that sacrifice mattered to the Lord. When we decide to make the extra commitment, when we decide to sacrifice a little more or dig a little deeper, that matters to God. He is a rewarder of those that will diligently seek Him. It was worth it. So, is God drawing you closer to him? Are you you thinking it's time to go a little deeper in your personal consecration to him? Have you endured some things along this journey? And maybe you're getting a little homesick for heaven. Dig in, y'all. Stay the course. Press toward the mark. It is worth it.